So one of the big mysteries that I'm going to uncover this weekend at Mermaid Camp is whether or not you have to shave your legs while you're wearing a tail. Also, why are they making me wear pantyhose underneath a tail? It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, you are listening to Cinderly's Mermaid Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the fairy boss mother of Cinderly. Today, I'm going to tell you about the time I went to Sirens of the Deep Mermaid Camp at Wikiwachi Springs in Florida. I know, Mermaid Camp. Yes, it is a thing. That really happens. I went to it, and it was so awesome that I am jealous of myself. The story that I'm going to tell you today is taken from my audio diary and the interviews I did while at camp. Sometimes I recorded outdoors, so there will be ambient noise. Sometimes I recorded when I was nearly falling asleep, so if I sound tired, I was. I also have to say, everyone that I met at Wikiwachi Springs State Park was incredibly wonderful to me, and any inaccuracies in this story are my own. Also, I learned a lot of mermaid secrets, and I thought before I went to camp that I would want to share them all, but now I don't. So, you'll get some secrets from me, and the rest of the mermaid secrets you will have to learn for yourself. So how does somebody even find out about Mermaid Camp? Good question. I had been following Wikiwachi on Instagram for a while, and I knew about their mermaid shows, but I had no idea that there was a camp and a school that you could go to. I had heard about mermaid schools in other places, but I assumed they were for children. I didn't know that I could go as a grown-up to mermaid camp. But it just so happened that I got a random newsletter and saw a mention that Wikiwachi would be announcing the 2017 dates for their mermaid camp. And I immediately went on the website, saw that they had a mermaid camp for women over 30. That's me! I fit for the first time in my life. I aged into something instead of aging out of it. So I immediately signed up for all of their alerts on social media and for the newsletter and everything. And for the next week or so, I just constantly watched my phone waiting for the announcement of the dates. So I woke up one morning in January 2017 and there was a Twitter alert that the dates for the 2017 Mermaid Camps had been announced. So I immediately looked at my calendar. I called two days later and I got the last spot for my weekend in May. And by the end of the week... All of the other camp dates were sold out because Mermaid Camp is super, super serious. The only thing they really tell you in the description is that you will get underwater ballet training sessions and that you will be exposed to the daily responsibilities of being a mermaid. You guys, that was all I needed to hear. I was like, what are the responsibilities of being a mermaid? Like, I didn't care if they wanted me to scrub turtle toilets. I was going to go just because, I mean, who doesn't want to know what the responsibilities of being a mermaid are? What I knew about mermaid camp before I arrived. Number one, it was in Wikiwachi. Number two, that's in Florida. And I live in New York City, so I was going to have to take a plane and then I was going to have to rent a car. Number three, 
it's called Mermaid Camp, and um, that that's why I went. Other people might need some more information before they buy a plane ticket and pay some money, but I was just pretty good with the name. And then number four, I knew that Vogue magazine would be shadowing our weekend. Yes, that's right. I said Vogue magazine. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you more about that later. So I paid my money. I took a plane to Tampa. And before I knew it, I found myself in a little motel a few miles from Wikiwachi Springs, nervously packing a bag for mermaid camp and wondering how necessary it was for me to shave my legs. Yeah, so here I am in my hotel in Florida, getting ready for mermaid camp. There's quite a list of things I'm supposed to bring. Four towels, two extra bathing suits, um, makeup and hair stuff for the photo shoot that we're doing. But I have to come hair and makeup ready and already wear my bathing suit. Um, and I am supposed to bring sunscreen and goggles and also a hat. So my expectations are I hope that I get to learn some new moves. I hope I get to go under water. I hope I get to learn the sideways move that I've seen in the videos. Um, and I hope I don't get too much water up my nose. On the first day of mermaid camp, we gathered at 9 a.m. on a beautiful, clear Saturday morning. And the first thing we learned about at mermaid camp was about Wikiwachi Springs itself. Wikiwachi was named by the Seminole Indians, and it means little spring or winding river. The bottom of the spring is so deep that it has never been found, and every day, a hundred million gallons of clear, fresh water come out of the subterranean caverns. And you can feel the pulse of this current when you swim over the coil in the basin where the mermaids swim. From there, Wikiwachi winds 12 miles to the Gulf of Mexico. The heyday of Wikiwachi dates back to 1946 when Newton Perry, who was this awesome U.S. Navy man who trained uh, Navy frogmen to swim underwater. Okay, first of all, that sounds like a romance novel. Totally going to write that. Anyway, Newton Perry checked out Wikiwachi, decided it would be a great place for a new business. And he also invented a way of breathing underwater through air hoses, which that meant you didn't have to put that whole scuba pack on your back, which means he could make people look like they were thriving underwater uh, instead of, you know, dying. Um, so anyway, the theater where you watch some mermaid shows is actually submerged six feet below the water, the water surface. So the audience can look right into the natural beauty of the spring. And... In 1947, the first show at Wikiwachi Springs Underwater Theater opened, and the mermaids performed synchronized ballet moves while breathing through those air hoses that are hidden throughout the scenery. And that's still how it works today. So Wikiwachi became one of the nation's most popular tourist destinations in the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. Movies like Mr. Peabody and The Mermaid were filmed at the spring. And in the 60s, women came as far away from as far away as Tokyo to try out for the privilege of becoming a mermaid. The mermaids performed eight shows a day. They performed to as many as half a million people a year. Um, and they, the Wikiwachi Springs employed about 35 mermaids who took turns swimming in the shows. And some of them even got to live in these mermaid cottages out behind the attraction. Which to me sounds like the most amazing dorm ever. Can you imagine me 18 or 19 years old swimming as a mermaid for a living and then getting to party with your friends all night? Yeah, sign me up. I wish I could time travel back to 1960 and redo my whole life. Anyway, 
Wikiwachi was very, very famous, and a lot of famous people came to see the mermaids, like Elvis Presley and Esther Williams. And one of the mermaids who was teaching us had been the mermaid that performed for Elvis Presley. So this is legit. Today, Wikiwachi is a small town with a population of four, including the mayor of Wikiwachi, who is also a firm, former mermaid. And I met her. She was lovely. She made me a great lunch. And in 2008, Wikiwachi Springs became a state park. Which brings me back to Mermaid Camp, because Sirens of the Deep Mermaid Camp is a fundraiser for the Friends of Wikiwachi, which works to preserve and enhance the park. So really... I thought I was going to mermaid camp, but what I was doing was just a humanitarian mission for a state park, you guys. It was, it was environmental. It was part selfish, part environmentalism. You're probably wondering, how does mermaid camp even work? So here are the basics. It's held over two days, over a weekend, and it happens nine times over the warmer months, April to October. Mermaid Camp is led by a group of legendary sirens, women in their 60s and 70s who performed in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, and who still perform once a month in the Legendary Sirens show. The Legendary Sirens all moved on to different careers and raised families, but about 20 years ago, some of them returned to perform the same acts from their youth. All told, there have been over a thousand mermaids to work at Wikiwachi in its 70-year history. And the mermaid trainers were trained in a style of aqua ballet that doesn't involve a tail. One of them even said to me, you can't do anything in a tail. And it's true, because there are so many more shapes and poses you can make with the use of your legs. So every camper at Mermaid Camp is paired with a mermaid trainer in groups of about two or three. There were eight of us in my camp, and we all started with a photo shoot. I will have some photos and video in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. You definitely want to see them because we look amazing. So, after the photo shoot, they laid down a few ground rules and told us, this is your weekend to let your inner mermaid out. They told us that even though we can have videos and photos, don't worry so much about that because mermaid camp could be whatever you want it to be. And if we wanted to float, great. If we wanted to learn moves, great. If we don't want to wear a tail, that's fine. We each came here for a reason, and they wanted to make sure that we got the best experience we could have. Robin, who's the manager of the park, a former mermaid, and also the mayor of Wikiwachi, brought us our lunch. And I asked her, why do you have to be in your 30s to be in camp? And she said she did that because she figured it would make a larger number of women more comfortable. I mean, would you want to be in your 50s and show up to mermaid camp next to a 19-year-old girl? Probably not. Also, another secret. When they allowed younger women to take camp, sometimes those campers were secret spies from competing mermaid shows. That is not cool. Those mermaids would like take the moves and perform them elsewhere. And that is some mermaid drama that I did not know and I thought you would be interested in. So... The current Wikiwachi mermaids perform four shows a day, so we mermaid campers went in the water in between their shows for different amounts of time, and we learned moves called the back dolphin, the flower, and this kind of wiggling can-can thing that was super awesome. And at first, we just got in the water with fins and masks on, and then later we swam with our tail. Before I got to mermaid camp, I had thought the entire point of mermaid camp was to get to swim in a mermaid tail. And once I got there, I realized the whole point of Mermaid Camp is to be able to swim in that magical, wiki watchy water. 
You guys, I grew up in Hawaii. I have swum in some serious magical tropical lagoons in my lifetime, and Wikiwachi is legit. It's ancient. It feels ethereal when you're in that water. I spent the whole time I was swimming there becoming more and more convinced that I had found the fountain of youth. There was a point where I got out of the water, I looked in the mirror, I was actually glowing. Those of us who get to go in the spring, and believe me, you are a privileged few, those of us who get to go, we've all felt like there's something magical. It's healing. It's just a wonderful place to be. That's what one of our trainers said to us. And everyone I talked to at Wikiwachi talked about the water, the way it called to them. Like, the water itself is a siren. When you enter the back dock area where we spent most of our time, there is a sign that reads, Sorority of Sirens. And that's what it felt like to be introduced to Wikiwachi Springs by these veteran mermaids. Like we were being handed down these little bits and pieces of some long tradition of sisterhood, some ancient knowledge that only comes to you through the water. It sounds a little bit cheesy, but I think it has to do something with the way that you are compelled to move when you're in the water. Because on land, there's all of this pressure to be sexy, or there's a lot of prescription for how we're, we should be moving throughout the world. And when you're swimming, it's about being in the environment, about the pleasure of moving through the water in a way that you can't move on land. And all of those women that are teaching us, they really understood that. They really knew that. So that was one of the first secrets of Mermaid Camp. The water is a teacher. Here's another secret of Mermaid Camp, as I related in my audio diary at about 10 p.m. on a Saturday night. I'm going to protect the name of this mermaid trainer for reasons that will become apparent. You'll see why. My favorite thing that happened today is she would take me out, she would swim water, show me some big flip and everything, and point out, um, you know, where the air hoses are and all the things that the mermaid performers use. And so I'm, you know, taking her very seriously. And uh, I came up from having dove pretty deep, and I came up and she said, do you want to know what it's like? to hear a mermaid fart. And I said, sure, thinking she was gonna show me a bubble trick. And so she goes, okay, go underwater. We both go underwater and all I hear is <laughs> And then we come back up and I started laughing. She took me underwater just so I would know what a fart sounded like underwater. That was the whole trick. It's definitely ancient magic and mermaid farts. That's what's in the spring. That's what keeps them so young. I'm sure of it. Okay, all kidding aside, the most emotional moment for me of Mermaid Camp was when our group went into the theater at Wikiwachi in between shows and watched our trainers, the legendary sirens, perform for us to the circle of life. And as I watched them dance, they were so timeless and ethereal and magic. And I thought about what a privilege it is to see women doing what they love. Because our society places an expiration date on women and gives us so many rules and regulations on our bodies and on our careers, on our options, and tells us what and how to live and what should please us. And you know who gets to escape all of that? Mermaids. So I hope for everyone listening to this story that at the age of 60, 70, 80, or 25, you get to do what you love, because that's what the legendary sirens taught me. Wherever you are in your life, swim in the waters that you love. 
Now you're going to hear a little bit from Mermaid Becky, one of the legendary sirens. She's now a registered respiratory therapist, and she swam at Wikiwachi in the 1970s and 80s. She told me a little bit about what it's like to perform now and what it was like to perform then. I did record this on the back dock at Wikiwachi during our lunch break, so you're going to hear other mermaids and wind and just a lot of noise. It's very, very authentic. Uh, okay, so how long did you train for when you first when you first started performing? You know, when you were it nineteen or twenty. On the show, it okay. takes a lot longer now to train for the shows. Mm-hmm. But when we were training, I was out of training in like three or four weeks. Okay. So the average was four to six weeks. Okay. And how many like hours a day were you training? We generally were in the water three times a day. Okay. So the shows back then were forty-five minutes long, mm-hmm. and we would. Like when we were learning the air hose, we would sit for 45 minutes watching a show underwater. To train your lungs? To, to oh, wow. learn how to use the okay. air hose because okay. it's, it's a little bit different from anything else. So to learn how to use that, we would sit underwater three times a day for about a week. Okay. Um, otherwise, we would get in the water three times a day and after shows, in between shows. We were assigned a trainer, and the trainer would take us in three times and teach us different things, teach us the show. And was the trainer somebody who was a current performer? Yes. Okay. And then how much time passed between when you stopped performing and when you returned to performing? Ish. (laughs) Um, I I was here twice. Okay. I was here full-time for three and a half years. I was away for five. I came back for another three and a half years part-time. And then I was away for about 15 years before I came to do the uh, Legendary Sirens. And then how long um, how long did you have to train? Like, what, was, what was training like again when you came back to it? We really didn't train. We got back in the water and just got comfortable in the water again. And then we were relearning a number that we had swum in a previous show to put together a show. Okay. Okay. So, so what what was it like to get back in the water? Was it was it easy? Was it the same? You know how you felt when you first got in the water this time? Yeah. It was something like that. It was just that amazing feeling of being in the spring. So, it was just it was like a homecoming because this truly was our home away from home. And just feeling the magic of that incredible spring. And what about like the air hoses? Did you get used to that again? Was all of that like second nature? That was like riding a bicycle. Okay. It was second nature. Were there any moves you'd forgotten or that you had to relearn, like the back dolphin or anything like that? The Ferris I don't think so. I mean, we had to practice everything again, but I don't think we had to relearn anything. Now, there were some things some of the older mermaids hadn't done because we we evolve like any other profession. So there were some things that were new to some of the older girls. We had one woman who was in her 60s at the time, and she had never swum in a mermaid tail. So she had to learn in her 60s how to swim in a mermaid tail. That's amazing. And do shows. And she was amazing. And what's your favorite move? Um, I like to do, they call it a shink, we call it a shinko pose because of the performer that brought it from ballet to us. 
and it's much like an attitude in ballet, I think. So I like doing that. It just feels pretty, and that's my favorite. And how old is the oldest current performer? Vicky? Yes, it's Vicky. She's 77. And how long would you like to be doing this? Um, I want to take my last breath off the air hose. I wish that for you. <laughs> Remember how I said that Vogue magazine was at Mermaid Camp? That was no joke. A photographer from Vogue magazine shadowed us the entire weekend, and being the mermaid pro that I am, I decided not to leave my chances of getting into Vogue magazine while wearing a mermaid tail up to chance. No way. I volunteered for the early morning photo shoot. I was camera ready at all times. I even made a mermaid friend, a fellow camper, and she and I perfected a doubles act just in case Vogue magazine wanted to take pictures of us under the water. Spoiler alert, they did. I was also on a personal mission because my friend Elizabeth Taylor, yes, that is her real name, had just launched her swimwear line, Curvy Beach, and there's nothing I like better than helping out a swim sister. I wore my Curvy Beach bikini all weekend long on the off chance it might make it into Vogue magazine. And I have to tell you guys, I am a D-cup and I have never had a string bikini stay on for so long. I know. We just met, and I just told you my bra size. But these bikinis are so good, I can't keep them a secret. You can find Curvy Beach luxury swimwear in sizes 12 through 22 at curvybeach.com. Their motto is, life is short, love your body. And now they can also say, Curvy Beach is Vogue tested and mermaid approved. One of the things I wondered about the most before I got to mermaid camp was who else would be there? Who else signs up for mermaid camp? And the answer is cool people sign up for mermaid camp. There are some co-ed camp sessions, but mine was all women. Some of us had only learned how to swim just a few years prior. Some of us were swim coaches. Some of us had been to camp multiple times. Some of us came alone, and some of us came with our very best friends. And one of the campers was seven months pregnant. I mean, a mermaid tail and a pregnant belly is about the coolest thing I've ever seen underwater. Most of us did not live in the area, but all of us loved mermaids. This next interview is with Becky and Becca, two friends from Maryland and D.C. who were also at Sirens of the Deep Mermaid Camp for the the very first time. Becca and Becky have vacationed a lot in the Wikiwachi area, but didn't know about Mermaid Camp until they caught a performance by our mermaid trainers, the legendary Sirens. Becca and Becky were paired with Mermaid Becky, who you heard in the earlier interview, so we had a really good time referring to their trio as the Tribeca. I did record this outdoors, so there is some wind in the background. I'm sorry, not sorry. I don't know what to tell you. It was Mermaid Camp. Things are quick and dirty. Enjoy. We signed up the second the sessions were open, and now we're ma- now we're mermaids. So, so how much time passed between the announcement of Mermaid Camp, the dates of Mermaid Camp, and then you calling to book? We Mermaid Camp probably opened January fifteenth, and we booked January sixteenth. Yeah, I think if I recall correctly, they announced the dates, but then there was like a date which was going to be open to book, and so we arranged to call that. Yes, it was that day of. What did you think 
was going to happen at Mermaid Camp, and also what have you thought now that you've had a full day? <laughs> I had no idea what to expect. I mean, I brought my own peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I didn't even really know if we would have access to food, or I didn't even know if they had a tail that would work for me. I mean, so to come to, to Mermaid Camp and to be welcomed in by these ladies who treated us like their children. I mean, they're so caring and they're, I mean, they're just there to make the experience whatever you want it to be and it's been amazing. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect and I was really anxious about coming because I didn't know exactly what the itinerary would be. I read a couple of articles in the days before and like blog posts in the days before so I had a better sense of what the schedule would be. I knew there would be a photo shoot and then we would swim. Um, Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know what what our fellow campers would be like, what their stories would be. I was very curious to find out what everyone else would be like. It's been very fun. So what's been the most unexpected part of Mermaid Camp? and lovely the mermaid trainers are um I'm not very comfortable with <laughs> and I feel like they do a really good job of putting everyone at ease and making you feel like you're part of um part of the mermaid sisterhood <laughs> what was one of your top five moments my then? top five moments <laughs> um my uh I enjoyed um bejeweling I enjoyed bedazzling myself with jewels um, I enjoyed the many strings of pearls I got to wear that was fun um, I enjoyed that first plop into the water with the tail on that was very exciting um, I enjoyed watching this one ham it up during the photo shoot um, and I enjoyed doing a somersault in the water because I've never been able to do that so that was exciting for me um, I don't know all been wonderful. I didn't know that you've never done one underwater because you look like a consummate professional. I've never been able to figure it out. Like when I swim laps and you know you're supposed to like just flip over at the end. I have to fully stop, turn myself around, and then swim. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do a somersault in the water and I wasn't able to. I was not able to achieve it today. There's still tomorrow. What are your hopes and dreams for tomorrow? Or day two? I mean, obviously discovered and cast in a show yeah, at, and yeah. be a regular at mermaid camp or a regular at wikiwashi mermaid shows that's the, the dream is that i can quit my job and become a florida state mermaid i also feel like um would you come back to mermaid camp? oh hell yeah i already booked it <laughs> i for sure i did, i thought it would be a once in a lifetime like one and done no it'll be I'm a once a summer thing <laughs> yeah we were here five minutes i was like becca's I made a very good friend at Mermaid Camp. Her name is Allison, and she is a hospice nurse from Oregon who was at her third Sirens of the Deep Mermaid Camp. I noticed her as soon as I arrived because she had this amazing shell crown that I was very jealous of. And Allison knew exactly what to do both in and out of the water, so she gave me a lot of tips. 
Allison says that before mermaid camp, she was not a mermaid person, quote unquote. But since then, she's become an avid mermaid and has a lot of thoughts on how being a mermaid helps her be a force for good. On the very last night of mermaid camp, I joined Allison on the dock of her mermaid-themed rental cottage overlooking the Wikiwachi River, and we digested our experience over wine and dinner. You will hear the ambient sounds of the river and of our dinner in this audio, and we definitely had some wine, so you guys are going to get the good stories. So what's been the the biggest difference between your first camp and your third camp? Uh, the first camp and this? Okay, yeah. so as you know, with your first camp... Mm-hmm. I know I knew the ropes being my third, but it took me three camps to really get it. And I'm still honing it. Like next time I'll still do something different. And that's how I could tell you. So that's the big difference is knowing I didn't want to use a bit. I'm going to put my stuff in a pile so I can see it, not have to. Yeah. Um, and just knew to maximize every moment in that water. Cause when you leave your, every cell in your body wants to be back in there. And it's like, why didn't I spend more time? Or why didn't I do anything anyone offered me to do? I should have just done it. So I just push it and leave, leave it all out there. Learn to do that. Is, do you think there's any way that, like, Mermaid Camp has affected the way you approach, like, other water activities or your oh, life totally. or travel? Yeah. How so? When I, like, whenever I go into a hotel pool, I dive in. Like, I dive in like a mermaid. And I swim with tail or no tail. I usually bring my tail and I'm in the hotel pool. We'll go up to the little kids, you know. <laughs> so fun doing that. Um, but even when I don't have it on, I'm still doing the mermaid thing. It's brought out that uh, primal innate part of me that I didn't know existed. And so tapping into that just opened my universe to all kinds of things energetically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the infinite possibilities. Yeah. It's interesting because the um, marketing materials all, like, learn the secrets of a mermaid. And I don't know if this is true for you, but I, I thought that meant, like, moves and I would follow them around the show, you know, or, like. Right. Like That's that. what I thought yeah. when I first got here. I thought yeah. we were going to have to perform or yeah. do some routine. I thought we might be, like, cleaning toilets. <laughs> What kind of mermaid responsibilities will I have to right. do? Yeah. Um, and then, so when did when did you first? Because they they talk a lot about like the water and the ancientness of the water in the spring. So when did you? Do you remember when you first heard about it? Do you remember when you first experienced what they talked about? The first time I got in, that water's so silky smooth and mm-hmm. clear and bright, and you get in and you look through the goggles and mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's magic. Yeah. And you can feel it. Water, we're over the spring. It's just going to be on the earth. Yeah. How does it feel to know that only the people that perform the shows and the Take Mermaid Camp get to experience that part of the springs? I feel like it's an honor and a privilege, and I I feel e- eternally grateful for the opportunity. I have to also credit every one of the women that are there, including myself, that we signed up, we made the call, we wrote the check, and we showed up. And that takes a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think with that, you get rewarded <laughs> if you take baby steps towards something like that instead of shutting it down because you don't know what's out there. And when I showed up, there was more than I even 
new and it continues to unfold every time I come. And I want to, that's why I want to keep coming back. And you think about the cost, 425 bucks, people go, oh, that's a lot of money for two days and they don't cover hotel or it's like, yeah, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> it's too much. It's, a, it's like a spit in the ocean to me mm -hmm. for what I got. Like, what do you think is a, like a common quality of the, the mermaid trainers? You know, like what's, what's some stuff about them that makes them like mermaids? Because they really are mermaids. Yeah, it's the, it, all of them went back to the love of the water and the springs and the sisterhood. But that was more like down the list. It was more the water. And, and I picture them doing their performances today. And yeah, I guess that connects their youth to now. That's They're the same, just in a different form. It almost feels like no time has passed. Like yeah. that water keeps them like at nature at 19 forever. Yeah, well, yeah. look at that. That They get the opportunity to get in. Yeah. Wouldn't you do that? Yeah, totally. I'd do it for free. Oh, totally. What yeah. a deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, was this true for you, that before I came, I thought it was all about, like, the moves that you see in the show, like, the twisty, mm -hmm. the twisty, the Ferris wheel, you know, all of these um, balletic movements. And, I, and so when I found out that it was led by previous performers, I was like, oh, that's what they're here for. And it seems like they're really just here for the water and for like the chance to be back in that spring. Like that, and that's kind of what makes someone a mermaid. Right. Right. It's like that connection, like that deep soul connection. Right. Exactly. Water. Yeah. And how do you put that on brochure? Yeah. How do you, yeah. How do you put that on brochure? You can't. So let's name things that you have done since mermaid camp that you would not have done otherwise. Number one tattoo. I mean, you've had other tattoos, but the mermaid tattoo. Oh, yeah, that. Mermaid tattoo. Well, I would never have bought fins. I would never, um, I would have never, um, you know, gone up to lakes and entertained people with my fin, like at the hotel. I love going in the shallow end and coming up, and they're like, oh, mom. And I'm like, can you touch my fin? You know, that stuff. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. And just seeing that magic. But I would never have gotten that, and I get so much joy from that. Yeah. Think of all the joy other people get from it. Yeah. So it's, I guess I found it, it's another way of spreading joy. People love seeing a mermaid swimming around, right? Yeah. You've experienced that. So would you say that since mermaid camp, becoming a mermaid has been like your way to contribute to the greater good? Yeah, it, yeah. it helps. It helps that among yeah. other things that yeah. I do. And so that's another question for me is what does it mean to be a mermaid? Cause to, to, uh, to be a wiki watching mermaid is like a specific thing. It's a job. There's four shows a day. It's these moves. That's what it seems to be a wiki watching mermaid. That's what people are paying to like watch a show and take a picture with, you know, but that's just like the front of the, the front end, you know, that's what's on the postcard. But then there's this whole other level of being a mermaid. Mm -hmm. it, I really feel is goes back to um, it's kind of being between two worlds and it's going back to uh, this innate and primal like when we perhaps became invertebrates to vertebrates you know it, I feel that ancientness that's in all of us we're all connected I'm connected to that in, invertebrate but I feel that and this culture that I've evolved into this feels better. I like to go back for this, and my body likes it. Mm. Um, You're talking about like the, the undulating way of moving your spine and yeah. your hips. Yeah. yeah, and so when you're in the water, and then it becomes art and movement, and then 
you're in the present and it's right now and you're in between yeah that's you are totally in the present moment and in between two worlds like you can't like i'm not thinking about anything else when i'm swimming because you're just a trying to hold your breath (laughs) but b you're just exactly where you are Mm -hmm. do you think do you think that's what brings the the legendary sirens that want to make trainers back like yes like they can live as we can live as long as possible in that present moment yeah I do believe that's that. why they're so young because mm-hmm. they spent so much time being in that exact mm-hmm. present moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. All you have to do is think about the breath. You know, everything goes back to the breath with mm-hmm. yoga and pranayama mm-hmm. and all goes back to the breath. So when you're mermaiding, it all goes back to the breath. You're in between both worlds. Me going deep as I did, I can't believe I did that. I don't know how I did it. I just kept equalizing uh-huh. and then re- knew when I had to come back up. I wasn't, it's like my body knew. Yeah. So it's getting in that. It's not like, oh my God, I can't breathe. Like, oh, come on. It was like, okay, equalize. Mm, start heading back up. Yeah. So do it with a smile and go up. It's all that. It's just trusting and trusting that flow and, and your inner compass and you we all have to trust ourselves because we're all, each of us put here on this earth to do my, what I'm here for and to do what you're here for. And how do you figure out what your life's purpose and goal is with, unless you listen to what that is? You're going to be a receptor to all these outside influences and fear and, well, I'll listen to the news like that. Or are you really going to listen to what's here? And how do you listen to that? You go back to the breath and you just be open. Allison was paired at this camp with Mermaid Vicky, the 77-year-old mermaid who once performed for Elvis Presley and who recently celebrated the 60th anniversary of the day she was hired as a mermaid at Wikiwachi. Vicky has a lot of amazing stories, and one of the stories you are going to hear involves the tube, which is a backstage entrance to the underwater stage. The tube involves a 15-foot shaft that goes into a 50- to 60-foot tunnel that allows the mermaids to pop up from underneath the underwater stage. The tube is lined with air hoses and has lights to help guide the mermaids during performances. We were able to take a look at it during mermaid camp, but we couldn't take any pictures. There is a gate that goes over the top of the tube so that no one can swim up it at night and break into the park. This is also where I want to say that Mermaid Vicky is a legend, and when I was deciding whether or not to include this story, I figured that she, more than anyone, would understand that sometimes it's better to beg forgiveness than to ask permission. Well, um, yesterday, when it was just her and I, because they gave me to her because they said I'd be easy, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I knew the ropes, yeah. right? Yeah. was like 78. Yeah. But I was like, great. I was like, so happy. And she said, you know, if you want someone else, like, no, I want you. And so she would take me over the springs and she'd show me the corkscrew, that it's corkscrewed when the water comes up so fast. And when it's just right, the light was shining through like we saw today. Yeah. And um, she talked about how um, back in the day they'd go in there buck naked and they'd swim right down there and they didn't have stitch clothes on. And they had alabaster skin, and they were like cherubs swimming around in there, like her and her friends. They were like cherubs swimming around down there. I said, I can picture it. And she said, Anne, one time I left my keys inside. 
I had to go through that pipe on the outside because it's all locked up and we get in trouble. So I went through the pipe in the dark, but I knew where the air hoses were. And she went up and got her keys and came out. And she said, yeah, that was about, yeah, it was about not eight years ago. I said, Wait, eight years ago? It was eight years ago. Yes. So she was 70. Yes. When she swam mm-hmm. naked in the springs, forgot her keys, and swam up through no. the pipe in the dark. The naked was like long ago. Okay. But the key thing was like. So eight, eight years, years ago, ago, she's 70 years old. She's, yeah. She's like so I illegally in swimming in the springs. To go get her keys. And then swam up through that 60 foot tube in the dark. Yeah. Knew by feel where the air hoses were. Yeah. But they, now they have the gate over it. That's what she can do anymore. For like yeah. her. Yeah. They told us that, that, was like, that it was like some surfers came up to the tube, but it was Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> Vicky was one of them. Yeah. Vicky was one of them. I said, are you kidding me? I yeah. thought you were going to tell me this is back when you were in your 20s. Knowing, now that I've known these, these legendary sirens, you know, who are in their 60s and 70s and are swimming beautifully and can do everything and and have like li- like lived in, lived through wikiwashi when there were no rules and no state parks or regulations it makes me think that the rest of us all really need to step up our game <laughs> that's right? exactly it yeah that's exactly it you know live squeeze more out of life yeah i i see the last minutes of people's lives i know not to waste minutes in my work i see the last minutes of their lives and I know how precious those minutes are. So why do you want to waste them doing something that you're not supposed to be doing? So going mermaiding, yes to that. You were saying that in the last time we were in the water, she kind of told you she would give you like a secret nod so that you could stay out longer than any of us. She said, okay, here's what we're going to do. The last session of the day, I'm going to get out there and we'll be swimming around when they call us in. I'll start going in, you leg behind, and I'll give you the nod. That means you just swim out to that spring. And so I'm like out there, and she went, and I kept, I swam to the spring, like laid low. Yeah. And like I'm in the spring and soaking it up. Like this is the last time. And I kept coming up, and she said, Wait till everyone's out of the water so you know you're the only person in that swimmer's spring. So I did. Like, what are they going to do? They're yeah. going to come get me? So I did, and then in those moments when it was just me over the spring and the light, it was just like, uh, it was just like, like the heart, like the water, your heart, the water, the air. It was this connection. It was like when I saw the Northern Lights in Iceland in February, when I saw this green pulsing light, it was the heartbeat of the universe. Yeah. Connecting to something that's bigger than you is what it is. Yeah. And we all have that capability. And connecting to something that's bigger than you is how we elevate everything. We have those chances and moments we just got to listen to. Vicky, when she tells you to stay out there, you know? So what I love about that story is that I was kind of trying to stay out with you, and she goes, Laura, get out. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know. Yeah, yeah. she told me to get out of the water, and she let you stay in. Well, you've been to one camp. I've, I've only been, been to, to one camp. Come back. You'll be out there yeah, with me. Yeah, by camp three. <laughs> we'll be skinny dipping with Vicky. Totally. Yeah. We'll be doing it next year. Yeah. On the last day of mermaid camp, we had a graduation ceremony. 
we received official graduation certificates and super cool tote bags that declared us to be real mermaids. Tote bags, you guys. All I got after four years of college was just a piece of paper. During the ceremony, the mermaid trainers reminded us, whether you have a tail on or not, you're still mermaids. So what I learned at mermaid camp is that if you take a chance, you'll be met by a sorority of sirens, other people who know the call of the water, who know what it's like to live between two worlds, who live by a different set of rules. Oh, and in case you were wondering, I still don't know why they recommended wearing pantyhose in the water, but I didn't have to shave my legs when I was wearing a mermaid tail because swimming in the clear blue Weeki-Wachi Springs, everyone is beautiful just as they are. One more thing. It wouldn't be camp without a camp song, right? Here you go! Oh, I, I wish I were a Weeki-Wachi mermaid. That is what I truly like to be. Thank you for listening to Cinderly's Mermaid Podcast, and thank you to everyone at Wikiwatchy Mermaid Camp for being so awesome. More photos, behind-the-scenes video, and information about Wikiwatchy Sirens of the Deep Mermaid Camp can be found in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Mermaids love reviews! If you join our mailing list at mermaidpodcast.com, you can get special behind-the-scenes information like outtakes from the Vogue photo shoot at Mermaid Camp and a heads-up when we have new episodes. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Mermaid Podcast. If you know a mermaid or a mermaid expert we should interview, you can fill out a Google form linked also in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. As always, if you have any questions or comments or you just want to send me Magic Mike gifts, you can email us at podcast at cinderly.com. In our next episode, we interview real mermaid performers at Wikiwachi Springs. Thanks for listening! It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast.